This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. So I'll just tell people who I'm talking to today. I'm talking with Shane and Alexandra Cunningham. They are the hosts of this Family Tree Podcast. You guys have a toddler, and is it a five-month-old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just about six-month-old. Two girls, yeah, mm-hmm. Betty and Lucy. Wow, mm-hmm. Betty and Lucy, amazing names. But yeah, so... For people that don't know, I just recorded an episode for your podcast on Tuesday. Um, You guys reached out to me and I was like, oh, so I instantly, I hadn't come across your podcast before. So I go on, you know, Apple podcasts and I'm like looking through the episodes and I'm like, oh my God. And then I got really nervous (laughs) because you guys have interviewed like Jillian Harris, Perez Hilton, like Melissa, Alyssa Milano, like so many people. Um, But yeah, you guys are great. And I'm so happy that you agreed to come on my podcast for the first zoom uh oh, we're honored interview. congrats yes. on downloading yes. the zoom by the way i yeah. know <laughs> and we we like, are so this is the highlight of my 48 hours i must oh, say wow. i've been yeah. very excited for this 100 oh i'm yeah. so excited to have you guys yeah <laughs> so this will be the first like my first youtube one will be with my husband but we were obviously side by side so this is going to be the first like zoom uh zoom clip and promo and all that stuff how did it go with the husband it was good he it was very um like medical we were talking all about urology stuff all right fascinating yeah so pediatric urology um stuff like circumcisions and how to properly clean a penis like stuff that i put it out on instagram do you guys have any questions for my husband and Mm -hmm. all these questions came back and i was like look how important just the most basic things are. Like, how yeah, do I clean 100%. my son's penis? So he, oh, son's you, penis. <laughs> I was going to say, can you please send me that uh, clip? Wait, is your husband a urologist? Yeah. Urologist, what, what, what yeah. does What does he do surgery on? What's it, What's a... Probably so it's like pee-pees. kidneys, the urinary tract, um, okay. bladders, penises. What's his surgery on today? I don't know. I don't know. Usually it's like kidney stuff, bladder stuff. But yeah, I will ask him and I'll, I'll let you guys know. Perfect. But. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Put an editor's note in this episode so yeah. everyone, all the listeners can know. Yeah. So I first, just in case people don't know who you guys are or about your podcast, I thought you guys could tell us a little bit about your family and also how you started the podcast and when you started the podcast. Yeah. We started the podcast about a year and a half ago and Shane is like, he's on another podcast. They're pretty successful. And it was always something we kind of joked about. And then I don't know, were we just bored? How, how did it actually come? I feel like I got in a, not an argument, but a, a heated conversation maybe with my other uh, podcast co-host. It's called Mike on Much. And we were just talking and he suggested, oh, why don't you just start your own podcast with your wife? Because I think I was uh, bringing up Alex or talking about Alex a lot. And then I went home. I was like, yeah, we should start a podcast. And we were like, what's the concept going to be? And then we were thinking about it. And we were like, what if it was just a call-in podcast where people who follow Alex on our Instagram account 
we could get their phone numbers and call them and we'd have like five random people per episode. And it it was it was hilarious because we'd call people and like sometimes they'd be drunk. Half the time they wouldn't be there. We called a couple in Spain one time and like it was just really weird there was the language. Clairvoyant there. people. Yeah, a woman came oh on God. and said that she predicted I had a miscarriage and she said, I knew you were gonna have it and she came on the line and started talking to about tell us that. all of the dreams she had about me miscarrying the baby and she's like I hope that your next one will turn out, but I don't know for sure. And like, these are the kind of calls that we were getting weekly. So then we started reconsidering that idea because just like, (laughs) (laughs) well, mainly as weird as that, what Alice just said is, yeah, that was one problem, but still that was kind of fun and interesting. What what became hard was scheduling Mm -hmm. the five calls all in one night because sometimes you talk for 10 minutes to one person, five minutes to another, and then half an hour for one. And they they wouldn't be as reliable. So we were like, we need to get professional experts and maybe some celebrities if we can swing it. Cut to the coronavirus coming in and everyone being locked at home. And all of a sudden, a lot of celebrities were available for interview and just you know almost wanting to be interviewed by anyone mm. because all their other projects were canceled. Bored. And yeah. we, we also had a Crave show. There was a... Uh, we were going to become a television show on Crave. So we had uh, we were planning to do the pilot and we wanted yeah. some celebrity guests. So we figured let's just all of our ideas for the show on Crave. Let's transfer that over just to our audio podcast. And then we started booking the guests you you listed off the top. Mm-hmm. And then here we are. Talking like, to you. So yeah. impressive. Yeah. Like, do you guys get nervous when you have like bigger names on your show it it depends for me it totally depends like well she, you really I, our first really big one was the birds papaya and i feel yeah. like we were both nervous just because she got in my head that this is the biggest guest well, ever. She, she is huge right and like going into it i had all these things i wanted to ask her and then when we were doing the podcast i was like rambling i was screwing up my sentences it was brutal and i was just like ah she's too cool like and i was just i was sweating so much and i think that's my thing like i sweat a ton and i'll start to ramble so Shane and I have these like signals when it's when we don't have anything to say and it's like his turn to talk so my signal for that is I squeeze the back of his elbow when I'm fucking up and then he will take over and then I can like kind of chill and decompress for a second yeah so if I tap her on her right knee that means I have a question if I double tap her right knee that means I have a question pertinent to what the person's talking about and then if I squeeze the back of her elbow it means I'm lost now I've very scientific yeah, it is very wow. helpful. <laughs> but Alex, since we've we've been together, I've had her do a lot of really dumb, random things. And I've been doing dumb, random things my entire life. Like we did a cooking show with Hayden Christensen. Darth Vader. Oh my God. But it was a prank cooking show. And Hayden didn't know we were going to be. Can we swear? Yeah. Okay. And Hayden didn't know we were going to be fucking with them the entire, the entire time. So uh, it. It was just one of the most stressful, awkward, weird things we'd ever done. And and then after that, everything is seems easier. It's yeah. like at least it's not a Hayden cooking show, you know. So especially if we're if we're just talking, have a friendly conversation, what's the worst that could happen? But if you're pulling a prank on a celebrity, it's like I could have lost my job. And in hindsight, I can't believe I've I've done half the things I've been involved with. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. It's funny that you said what's the worst that can happen because all throughout graduate school presentations were like, like I had raging anxiety. Like I would take medication, like it was awful. 
And that's what I used to tell myself, like, Renee, what's the worst that can happen if you go and you stand at the front of the class Mm -hmm. and you vomit all over the place? They're going to feel bad for you and you're going to get to go home. So like what? That, that's it. It's kind you of know? preferable in some cases. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. But yeah, I, I try and think that all the time too. Like what's the worst that can happen? Okay. It's not that bad. Um, so I'm curious what your dream guest would be on the podcast for each of you. Oh, Chrissy Teigen. It being a mom yeah. podcast, she is so good in that sphere. Like she's good in every regard on like every social media platform, but especially when it comes to her commentary on motherhood and being a parent, like she would be amazing. That would be insane. Yeah. And that would be one of the episodes that I would have to get like that serious <laughs> deodorant because like even just thinking about it, honestly, yeah, just stressful. thinking about it, I'm like sweating. I can feel yeah. it. Like it's disgusting. Yeah, no, that would be a really good one. I'd be very excited for that. So good, yeah. But uh, for me, we actually booked her and then she canceled. (laughs) So Shannon Sossaman. And for me growing up, that was like my crush. Like I loved 40 Days, 40 Nights, A Knight's Tale, um, uh, Rules of Attraction. That was my favorite movie for a brief period. And then when she agreed to be on the pod, I I couldn't sleep that night. I was just like, oh my, oh my goodness. And uh, then it, and she booked about six weeks ahead of time. And I'm like, oh, this is a big lead up. A lot can go wrong in six weeks. What if everything clears up? They get a miracle vaccine and she's back to work. Four days before I get a message from her agent that she needs to pass at this moment and go until the new year, maybe. But, you know, you can't really count on that. Aww, so I was a little heartbroken. heartbreaking. It is yeah. heartbreaking. You're like... Please don't get a vaccine. Please don't get a vaccine. <laughs> it is one of those things where we're like, oh, we have benefited from this. I am an introverted person. I do like being indoors. Obviously, I want everyone to be happy and healthy yes. and like everything else. But there has definitely been some fringe benefits to uh, this virus for us. Mm-hmm. As yeah. guilty well, as I too. feel like, like saying that. Yeah. I created all my stuff, like my TikTok, my Instagram grew, like started mm-hmm. the podcast all in quarantine. Cause yeah, you're next level. Like the stuff insane. you do in like your success is unbelievable. Well, I was telling you on your podcast, mm-hmm. like I have a problem. Like I need to keep like going, going, <laughs> I'm going. too popular. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't just like, okay, I'm just going to stay where I'm at and, you know, do what I'm doing now. It's fun. Like, yeah. no, I'm like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And that's how I was all throughout school. It was like, okay, I did my undergrad. Now I'm going to go do my master's. Okay, well, what's next? Okay, a PhD. Okay, I have to get like the best funding that there is in Canada, like for PhD students, like go, 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 like presenting at conferences. And then I finished my PhD and I was put in quarantine with a toddler. So I was like, fuck, like, what am I going to do now? Like, it was just like, and this is your main job, right? Like you're, I know influencer is not a good word, but this is what you do. That's very So how many hours a day do you put into it? I don't stop. Mm -hmm. Like literally I wrapped gifts this morning. Um, but that's like, I'll take little breaks here and there to do stuff that we, I have to do like Mm -hmm. for our family. Um, I clean, I do laundry. It's addicting, isn't it? Yeah. And then I find, um, like my husband comes home, we like hang out with Milo, we do dinner, we do bath time. And then as soon as Milo goes to bed, it's like, boom, like I'm just like waiting for him to go to bed so that I can start doing more stuff. Will you take it like right till 10 PM? Cause I know that's around your bedtime. Um, we know each other so well. <laughs> uh, I think like 9 p.m. And then the last hour or two hours, I try not to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just to like clear my mind. The half hour before bed, I am in a dark room by myself watching Real Housewives on my phone and then turn it off, instantly fall asleep. That's amazing. Yeah. So do you not get burnout then? Like you, that's just not something you're familiar with? I, I think I'm good at listening to my body. So there's some Mm -hmm. days where I'll be like exhausted, not feeling that well. I will literally lay in bed for two hours Mm -hmm. and just like shut down. I like, I do things when I need to do them. If like, it's going to help me Mm -hmm. later on. Like I'm good at just like shutting down if I have to. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like if I have energy, I'm like, bing, 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 like go, go, go all day. Well, there's always a carrot dangling too. Yeah. There's always something to, it's, I, I relate it almost to going for a run is way harder for me than playing basketball. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing basketball. Ooh. There's always something to keep me going. And one little thing to give me that, uh, dopamine mm-hmm. hit and yeah, social like media a goal to reach. Yeah. yeah. So with your guys' podcast, where do you see it going? Like, what are your hopes for that in the future? For me, it's like I have the type of personality, I'm delusional almost. Like if if we if Barack Obama turns us down, I'm like, what is he thinking? <laughs> we've said things like that before too, where we've like gone so far out of our reach and like somebody huge has turned us down, like Martha Stewart. And then no, we're Martha like, Stewart didn't turn us down. We might be, uh, she might be in January, by the way. Right. But the fact that yeah. she didn't want to do it like that, it's like, what's wrong with Martha? Like we're, we're the hottest thing going in our minds. Why aren't they yeah. clamoring to be on our podcast like yesterday? But we're aware we're delusional in the same right so it's this weird thing going on but definitely like we are one of those types that aim for the moon and land Mm. among the stars (laughs) yeah they might be d-list stars but yeah Yeah. i'm trying to think of somebody we really went oh we went for neil young Mm. once and uh we got really high up really close to getting neil and then his the person that could have booked us hates me because I, I, w- I was mentioning I used to do these prank things with celebrities. What? And I got in trouble with, I can't say the name, but it was a boy band and they were really popular. And I got in trouble with them and it was the same relation. Like there was a connection to Neil Young and that was the last person we had to get to. It was the and final then, boss. And then they just hated me. And they're like, no, we'll never work oh, with this guy. But yeah. Tragedy. To answer the question, we definitely have no limits. And we don't even know our limits. We don't even know what we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good place you guys inspire me. Like, just looking at your, your, the guests that you've had on your show, I'm like, fuck it. Like, as soon as we're done talking, I'm like emailing Sean Mendez. I'm like, Justin Bieber. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. no, yeah, absolutely. Everybody. Well, yeah. you never know who's going to have a second. And Bieber, I know he's trying to knock up Haley. So, yeah. you know, that could be something. There could be <laughs> yeah. something there. Yeah, get them before they're apparent. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. 
the Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right, the quality is unmatched, you are going to love it, and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so you guys have a toddler and you have a baby Mm -hmm. what has that been like you gave birth to this to the baby during quarantine Mm -hmm. correct yeah and what was that like the pregnancy part i hate pregnancy i will just say that now i hated being pregnant i have lupus it exacerbated all the pregnancy symptoms that you'd feel anyway so like i felt awful for both my pregnancies i couldn't walk past seven months like it was really terrible and this time having a toddler she couldn't go into daycare. I was mm. working from home and, you know, taking care of her and heavily pregnant, not able to move. So it was like high, high stress. So pregnancy during COVID was tough, especially because I couldn't send her to daycare to, you know, be taken care of to, to lighten the load. But then giving birth during COVID was surprisingly pleasant. I've heard that from people. Yeah. No visitors. No Only visitors. Shane was allowed in the room could not have anybody there and like we didn't have to feel bad about making up some bullshit excuse because they just weren't allowed in because of covid so it was like that was really peaceful and really nice what sucks postpartum is that like i was so excited ever since i went back to work for my first daughter i was so jazzed to be back on mat leave because i had such a blast like mat leave was the most fun time ever but now it's different. We're still having fun, but like I'm not going to babies and brews every Tuesday and like meeting up with chicks for coffee and like an afternoon mimosa. So that kind of sucks, but it's Is baby and brews a bar? What well, is that? no. Um Grain and Grit in Hamilton, it's a brewery. Every mm. Tuesday they do babies and brews. So like all the babies play on the ground of this brewery like we put down blankets and mats and then all oh, the, the moms have drink a drink. The yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like it's that amazing. That makes more sense. <laughs> it's such a civilized way to enjoy postpartum. It, it's like it's phenomenal but this time now I mean Shane's home so that's a big plus because he'd usually be working until like 
eight o'clock at night so the kids wouldn't even see him during the week mm-hmm. and we get the whole family home so it's it's different it's not what I was expecting but it's different yeah. but giving birth during during quarantine was nice yeah and if there were parents out there listening who have a toddler and they have a baby coming soon what would be your advice to them well, for for me, this is if it's the second baby. My my advice will be only for people with the second baby coming. That because uh, Alex kind of scared me because when the Betty came in, Betty's the new one, and we introduced Betty to Lucy, the older child. Uh, they didn't get along at first. Uh oh. And then Alex, within a half an hour of being home, she just broke down and started crying. She's like, I the don't... hormones. He doesn't get the hormones. I, are so I, intense. I, I get it now. But she was crying and going, I don't know if I can handle this. And I'm like, whoa, this is going to be so nuts. But then everything got better. Yeah. So I would say don't put all the pressure like this is your new hellish life is going to be this way forever. Mm-hmm. It, like it really does dissipate after the first few weeks. Uh, and that's yeah, that, that applies to an, a new baby, a newborn, mm-hmm. even if it's your first. Mm-hmm. Like huge adjustment. Yeah, that's yeah. Massive. but you you think oh, I'm locked into this forever. Like when it's really bad, it's going to be bad like this for the rest of my life now because mm-hmm. you see all these memes and all these exaggerations that are like rooted in a joke, but you think it's yeah. real when you're mm-hmm. when you're going through it. So I like to enjoy the bad times because you do look back and laugh at them. And because you live with the bad times for a little yeah. bit, you almost miss them when they're gone. <laughs> so I try, to, I try to appreciate it. Every time Milo has a tantrum or like, something awful is going on in my mind I'm always like this is temporary yeah in 10 minutes he is going to be laughing and asking for his markers and coloring book Absolutely. you know yeah. but when it's in the moment it's like oh my god like sometimes situations just feel awful and like they're mm-hmm. never going to end um and time goes so slow in those moments too and it's like why can't time go slow in the super joyous fun moments it just happens yeah. to stop and then really simmer when you know your kid's having a tantrum you are at the end of your rope patience wise and like that that is so hard and along those lines what i'd add to what shane said is no one to ask for help like nobody gets a badge of honor nobody gets a medal for you know working themselves to the bone for being overtired for doing too much so like especially now during covid so since so many support systems are kind of shot like daycare and doula services i don't know what's going on with them but like if you have family that's bubbled with you hit them up if they're offering something like dropping off meals even if they're not bubbled with you hit them up say yes say thank you take it like take the help that you can get because those little things save you like even if it's just a dinner one night of the week that somebody is dropping off take it yeah that's what Mm -hmm. i think i know i always talk about the concept of you know it takes a village Mm -hmm. to raise a child and how nowadays our village has changed so much because most of us don't have family nearby that's able to help so yeah my village is sometimes it's like the uber eats guy and sometimes it's wait he looks after your kid (laughs) he's a great guy (laughs) that better be a big tip (laughs) he's a great guy no but like bringing food like i don't i don't want to spend the time to make food so he's gonna help us out and bring us food or like his teachers at daycare yeah they play a huge role in his development and Mm -hmm. his happiness and i appreciate all these different members of my village the Mm -hmm. wiggles i always say that they're in my village the best the best. the best. And you probably recognize too, like having a village online. If you're 
if you have an online presence and you're a mom, like I get so much out of it sometimes from the people that follow our account, follow our podcast that like, I'm worried that they're not getting as much out of it as I am because I feel like they're such a village to me. And I'm sure you get that every day. Yeah. The messages from people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like you don't, social media is a strange thing where I used to hear, you know, people say like, oh, it's lonely. And even Mm. though, you know, you have so many followers and people that watch your stuff, I'm just one person doing everything by myself, you Mm -hmm. know? So, um, to read people's messages and hear how, you know, something that I said, or like a podcast episode has changed their perspective or like helped them get through a difficult time. It's just like, really? Like, oh my gosh. And then it makes me feel better mm-hmm. almost about spending so much time doing what I'm doing. 100%. Oh, it's a huge benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the tax you pay is the, the trolls harassing you. Yeah. So oh. you have to pay like a 10% tax there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. They actually, trolls give me life really. Do you guys deal with that? Well, you handle the trolls yeah. so nice and you do it well with us. What they do is they'll just like contact our sponsors and try yeah. to like tear us down or like, like you they'll know, come after our livelihood instead like, of like addressing me over something that they don't like. They will start contacting sponsors and embellishing and doing this and doing that. And like, I'm like, Hey, I'm open. I'm the one handling my messages. Just like you, like, Come to me. Talk to mm-hmm. me. Like we mentioned wow. that we we mentioned that we had Uber Eats. Like we like Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, are you aware that this? And then it was like, oh, Uber Eats is a terrible company. And they, they, their practices are terrible. And then we looked it up. And then it turned out it's actually beneficial for some companies. And then we were all confused. So everything we say, it's a, it is a little bit scary because of that 10% tax. But mm-hmm. it is so worth mm-hmm. it to get all the, the free help and advice. And yeah. then ultimately in a weird way like i know you combat the trolls a lot you do it so beautifully we're not as good at that so we kind of befriend the <laughs> trolls <laughs> we try to win them yeah. over and it feels so good when you do and you can like finally see eye to eye and it's like such a i don't know it's nice i feel like the world is coming together and it makes my heart fuzzy but yeah. that that's like oh. my goal <laughs> That is just so because funny. we're not you, good at it like you are. Yeah. No, I'm not snark. I, I don't have snark. Like, I, I'm not good well, at that. She doesn't have snark. No, she, no, no, no. But like, it's like a wit. It's like a snarky yeah, wit. Wit's better. Well, it's it's <laughs> that wit with an edge. I don't know. But it's good. And I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that I appreciate that. Like too funny. So you guys try and kill them with kindness. Yes. Oh, we'll have like a brainstorm <laughs> session. We'll spend an hour crafting the perfect message. Uh, yeah, it's pathetic. It really is. <laughs> That's so funny. Yesterday, I think it was, you posted about how you guys started sleeping separately. So this Mm -hmm. is something that like my husband and I have been doing for a long time, but I always felt super awkward uh, to say it, especially on social media. But like our family knew because they would come visit and, you know, we like they just knew um, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a big deal. How did you guys get to that point? Like what was going on where you decided like, actually, maybe we should sleep separately. And how has it been going so far? It was actually Alex's suggestion, which is odd because she hates mm-hmm. not sleeping together. Mm-hmm. But it was by design because of Betty, right? Yeah. So we are sleep training our youngest baby, our six month old to like, she's waking up every hour in the night. So mm-hmm. she's in our bedroom because the way our new house is, it's like, she needs to get a little older and the girls are going to share a room. So she's currently in our bedroom. We never room shared with our first baby. So we didn't experience this. Like it was smooth sailing. 
But Betty crying in the middle of the night, if I want to let her cry for a couple minutes to see if she'll settle herself, then she's going to wake up Shane. And Shane's a terrible sleeper. He has insomnia. We try things like every couple of weeks to see if it'll help him sleep. Never works. So I'm like, okay, this is so stressful. I have so much guilt when I'm getting up in the middle of the night to take care of her. If I have to let her cry and then like sneaking back into bed, if Shane has a bad sleep, talks about it in the morning. Like I feel so guilty for that. What do you mean talks about it in the morning? No, like if we're like, because I ask you every morning, how was your sleep? And if you're like, oh, I had a terrible sleep, then I feel guilty about it, even though you're not blaming me. It's hard and that was hard to deal with. And I don't want him to have a shitty sleep. One of us needs to feel good in the morning. So then I was like, well, why don't we, you know, sleep downstairs and then I'll go and stay up with Betty after we fall asleep. And it's been going well. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I like it. I like uh, spreading out because oh. I'm a tosser. I'm a turner. Mm. And it's so nice. She says I even snore sometimes, which is always. Oh. You, know you always want to deny snoring, but I must because my dad was a terrible snorer. You know what you did? Okay, on our last podcast, Shane said, "Oh, Alex sometimes crowds me on the bed." Totally. And I didn't say anything then and I've been kicking myself since because you crowd me like crazy we have a king-size bed like our our regular bed and I will go feed the baby I will come back and Shane will be totally on my side of the bed like totally leaving me five (laughs) inches of space with all of the blankets and then I have to like kind of scoot you over and then my tits are hanging off the edge of the bed and I can barely fit on and it's like language please sorry but it's hard no I know (laughs) no but I find you squeeze me off the bed intentionally when you're awake I unintentionally in the middle of my like dream will start pushing you off the bed so I feel like it's different like yours can be prevented about and it's worth talking about. Whereas mine, it's like, I can't get into my subconscious like this. <laughs> Bottom line, sleeping in separate beds after the initial falling asleep together has been pretty beautiful. But you cried when I mentioned getting separate rooms. And I'll cry again. I hate that idea. I have But you to... need a separate room, Alex, to sleep apart, right? Yeah, but we don't need separate rooms where we store our stuff separately. I didn't like say that... the storage. The storage can still be stored in the main hub. The yes, main I like the main hub and I like... <laughs> you have an editor, right? <laughs> No, I like I like you being in a guest room and then That's what I meant by another yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean cuz one day that room is going to be occupied by one of the girls yes. assuming they don't always sleep in our bedroom. Yes. Yeah, that's all I was suggesting. Well, there that I can deal with. And like yeah. Renee, honestly, I'm the type of person if I like go 10 minutes without some kind of physical touch, I will like start convulsing and I have a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of love languages, yeah. <laughs> in our last house, the layout was beautiful because we had the master bedroom, which had a bathroom and we had separate closets in in that master. And then there was a guest bedroom on the other side of the top floor that was really big bedroom and it had its own bathroom nice. so that's where my husband would sleep and then we didn't even have to share bathrooms that's amazing wow. that's 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 so nice yeah. yeah it was beautiful it was beautiful i think his and her bathrooms are genius but of course like who can have that many bathrooms where you have a his and her yeah. bathroom it's but hard. you're still a his and her bathroom you're still sharing the space right no i mean like no separate oh i thought it was just when there's two sinks no oh, okay good yeah I'm i'm in with his and her bathrooms yeah. For the record. The Skinny Confidential swears by that, by the way. She has a his and hers bathroom. They're loaded, though, but they do that, and she swears by it. She loves it because then she doesn't get all pissed off about his uh, shavings in the sink, which yeah. are very mm. annoying, and then he doesn't get frustrated with all her makeup products on the counter. Or floaters, maybe. Get how did, We're not talking about that on another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so my husband hates. I don't flush the toilet if it's just pee. Like, I don't. Oh. 
And my husband gets so annoyed and I'm like, mm, like I don't change my behavior. Like I still mm. do it even though he gets annoyed. But. Yeah, pee isn't as bad. I have a pet peeve when it comes to a little floater being left in the toilet. <laughs> And someone in this podcast, I won't say who, has a problem with that. She's Renee. <laughs> no, it's if 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 it's in the middle of the night, I don't want to wake up the baby by flushing the toilet. Oh, yeah. So you just do one little pebble like that? Sometimes, okay, yes. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is too much. Okay, this might be a sensitive subject. How, if at all? Would you say your relationship has changed since having kids? Oh, I think I think for the for mm, the better. Yeah, like we're too wild, and Alex is not Alex especially. I was wild I was too, but Alex was a little bit problematic in our dating life. She had this what? You oh, do. I thought you were it's telling not me not just to me. say. No, um, she had this thing where she'd always try to make me jealous when I was going out, Ooh. and so so we'd go out in our initial dating period. And she wouldn't talk to me all night. She thought it was cool just to be off chatting with her friends. And I was like, I don't like hanging with this woman. It's not fun to go out with her. <laughs> hanging out with her when we were first dating, it was amazing. It was just one-on-one. Terrible to go out with. And then I realized it was all just a big facade. But still, the drinking was just too much when we were mm. pre-kids. Mm-hmm. And now it's we drink to relax and to have fun. Yeah. Not to yeah. be not ruined to the next day. Yeah. But that, I think, is not even, you know, with the relationship maturing, I think a lot of that is just age. Like, when we met, I was 26 and very much still, like, I had just broken up with somebody. I had never really dated anybody that I, like, really deeply respected, I guess. And I, I was, like, nervous to date Shane because I had so much respect for him and I really liked him. So I think that's part of why I was trying to make you jealous to make it seem like I wasn't so available even though I was so available and like every time you texted you'd hear back from me within like a millisecond that was my way of being like oh I'm still hard to get kind of I guess wrong decision if anybody's listening and you're just dating somebody don't do that because it only causes problems but Mm. I'm blushing right now I've never heard anyone say they respected me I didn't know you (laughs) felt that way thank you that is cool uh thank you for that you're welcome uh but yeah I, I I find too that regardless of age though like if you were 26 and had a kid already, I still would have dated you, by the way. Uh, but I don't think you would have been drinking as much. So I do think kids always because no, where cause, you are in life. Okay, I'm 37 right now, and I find I have some a couple single friends, mm-hmm. and they're out drinking so much. And that mm-hmm. to me, that is a. It sounds weird. It's like to have alcohol so high up on the list and be the only thing we're talking about right now. But it was such a big part of my life, especially in hindsight. I didn't mm-hmm. realize at the time how much. Like, I look back at photos. I was always bloated from being in the middle of a, a potential hangover. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forget the, origi- yeah. the original question. Reason, oh, yeah. I thought Renee was going to be on board with this. <laughs> Just judgmental eyes. Interesting. <laughs> it's like, oh, right. She's a psychologist. <laughs> no, but, it, but because of all these things, and I think Shane is right, like, our relationship you know it's it's gotten better with every step we've taken like we got engaged after what like six months of dating Mm -hmm. and then we got married just before our one-year anniversary of dating and then we conceived on our one-year anniversary of dating so then everything's moved pretty fast and it's just it's worked out so well for us because we both knew exactly what we wanted and where we wanted to go we knew that we were wanting to be with each other uh like forever so that worked out well and yeah everything 
has only kind of enhanced it for us. Like having kids, Mm -hmm. sure, you're going to fight. Still, you're going to argue about different things. But it's helped me communicate better. I'm still terrible. But when I was 26, I was even worse. And it's like every step that we take, you know, it forces you. The issues get bigger and they get more all-encompassing. And it's like sink or swim. If you don't communicate, then your life is really going to go to shit. So it's yeah. all of these things I think are just helping us to be better people and more understanding people, more communicative people. And I think helpful. irresponsible people operate better when they're forced to be responsible. <laughs> and for us, that's been it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can't drink like with regard to the drinking thing. You can't drink and then get up and deal with kids, especially toddlers and a baby the next oh, day. The worst. Oh no, the juice is not worth the squeeze. <laughs> In fact, I did not drink her entire pregnant, her entire mm-hmm. first pregnancy, and then I was like loving that life. The mm-hmm. clarity was like yeah. way better than having a one night of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even now, like we still drink non-alcoholic drinks most of the time. Like we have a non-alcoholic spirit that we like to drink, and we'll make cocktails, like really fancy cocktails, yeah. with that. And it I'm makes addicted us feel to Coors like Edge. <laughs> also, <laughs> the non-alcoholic beer. I, I didn't. I never thought in my life I'd be addicted to non-alcoholic beer. We, they're pretty good. They're the, so I think it's good. the best non-alcoholic so beer good. out there. Yeah. No, they're so yeah. good, and they won't sponsor us, or they haven't yet. They just won't respond to us. Maybe they're they're <laughs> mulling it over. Yeah, they're coming. Don't yeah. worry. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Um, can you tell us about your date nights? Because after talking to you guys on Tuesday, I told my husband, I was like, are we going to have a date night this weekend? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, in the house. 
we'll plan like a date night or something. And he's like, okay. And I was like, yeah, well, I just talked to these people that on their, on their podcast and they were telling me about their date nights. They'll make cookies or they'll do something. And so we're going to have a date night this weekend. Thanks yeah. to you guys. Oh, nice. Yeah. Enjoy. Uh-huh. So tell us what you guys do and why that's important. Yeah, Alex, yeah. this was kind of your brainchild. So yes, it was. So, you know, we hang every night. Like once the kids are in bed, we hang every single night, but it's usually pretty like our brains turn off and we're just like potatoes on the couch typically. So date night, I think there is something so important in making an effort to look good for your partner or to feel good yourself so that you feel better to be with your partner. And like my grandma, like crazy Russian lady, rest her soul, she's in the ground. But like she always used to say, you know, you need to keep mystery. You need to always do yourself up for your husband, whatever. And as much as that thinking is old and misogynistic, I do think I'm just thinking of the floaties when you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Mystery. (laughs) I was like, how did they get there? So you're right. There was a bit of mystery. Continue. I'm sorry. How big was that poop originally? (laughs) Um, But I I do think that there is so much in it. And like, not just for me, but like for Shane looking nice, like he'll shower, he'll do his hair, put on nice clothes. And like for date night, you know, I might put on a skirt, I'll put on makeup, I'll do my hair. I'll shave my legs and my armpits and it's just like really to show like oh hey like this is what we would have done if we were just if we had just started dating so let's kind of take that energy now even though we're old and we're exhausted and we have two kids and then it's like doing something special that night that you maybe wouldn't do another night of the week so we might pay for a movie instead of watching one on Netflix which seems like that's not an important part it'd be like why why are you paying for the movie some, and you're invested in it. Yeah, ex- 100%. Yeah. That's that's great that you feel that way because that is it. That mm-hmm. You're so invested in it. It's like when you go to Blockbuster, you rent some shitty movie, mm-hmm. but you have to finish it. And I will it's, watch that. It's right? like being in a movie theater, right? You're trapped. You mm-hmm. just paid the money and it makes us feel like we're like we're in a movie theater mm-hmm. or we just w- went to a, a blockbuster and made that decision and it just it makes the night so much more fun mm-hmm. somehow and ordering a special dinner yeah. uh, mm-hmm. something that that's, that's big like even if it's taco bell <laughs> it's just that's something we wouldn't normally eat if it was just yeah. a day of the week but last last week we actually got a really great restaurant oh my god it was amazing it was it was one of the best things and we were so like fuck that was an amazing date night because of the meal and because because mm-hmm. we paid for the movie. Oh, and we we signed up for like a wine delivery thing uh, like last month, and we want to keep doing that because that was so much fun. So like they dropped off four uh, sommelier curated wine bottles with like tasting notes and everything. So then each date night we'd open up one of those and we'd like do a little mm-hmm. tasting, and then we'd settle ah. in with the bottle and like enjoy the night. And that was like very special. And during COVID, especially like if you're both working from home or whatever, like you're not going out, right? Everybody's not going out. It's like just making your home into a romantic place for one night of the week can help so much. I think it's reinvigorating. Yeah, very simple mm-hmm. things. And uh, yeah, the wine thing has become very fun. It's a little expensive, but it, it is worth it. Uh, especially we're saving money on daycare, yeah. right? So you might as well put it somewhere. And it's like a little hobby we have. Mm-hmm. Like trying to, yeah. oh, is there like black currants in this wine and i was right there was black currants in it so. holy shit yeah, i know i find there's black currants in like all of them though you you actually inspired me in our last talk because you were like oh yeah that might be fun we could play games and then that got me oh, thinking yeah. and i was like games we don't play games ever <laughs> like the well, other night we're in bed she's like 
we have to play games next yes. date night. I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm not a game person. I'm like, video games maybe. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm Amazoning Scrabble to our house and we are going to play Scrabble next oh, date night. Oh, good idea. Yeah, she's the English person. She knows I can't spell. So I wonder who's <laughs> going to hilarious. win. hilarious. I think people, especially with young kids and probably during COVID times, you just get in this rut mm-hmm. and it's a routine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Routine to the max. Milo goes to bed. I come downstairs. My husband goes and showers. He mm-hmm. comes back up. He puts on like CNN or starts diddling around Netflix or whatever. And I'm just on my phone and then we'll watch a reality show that I want to watch. And then he goes on his phone because he doesn't care about Below Deck and Real Housewives. <laughs> and then like before you know it, it's like 930 and yeah. I'm like, okay, peace out. I'm going to watch my show and go to bed. Mm-hmm. To have a mindset of all day, you know that tonight mm-hmm. it's not going to be that routine. Like we're actually going to do something different and commit to it mm-hmm. and yeah, pay for a movie. Cause then you're like, mm-hmm. well, we got to watch it when it's Netflix five minutes in, I'll be like, this is boring. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, it's like Tinder, but movies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything's exactly. disposable. Yeah. No. And can we just shout out blockbuster for a moment? Oh. Because that was legit. <laughs> my favorite thing to do is I used to live across the street from a blockbuster in Ottawa when I was doing my master's and it was like walk over to the blockbuster talk to the friggin guy that works at blockbuster about all the different movies like have you seen this one like what about (laughs) this one oh yeah like and he would explain all the movies to me and then I would make my decision I would get a big bag of nibs I was just gonna say the treats yeah and then I would go and sit in my condo by myself like a loser and watch the movie, the whole thing and mm-hmm. eat my nibs. And that sounds become, like a dream. That's be, a dream. And you become a weird movie buff because you're watching yes. obscure movies. Some of them aren't very good. There's no rotten thermometer to like throw you off. Or, so yeah. then all of a sudden you're playing trivia and you know something about some weird movie from 1989. And it's kind of fun to have that, uh, that yeah. knowledge. And I feel like now that movies are so readily available mm-hmm. to us, I don't watch them. I 100%. turn them off halfway and or never go back. Or you only yeah. watch the creme de la creme. So everyone mm-hmm. knows yeah. the same information. Mm-hmm. There isn't that yeah. like cool little tidbit about that weird movie that you know plus when i was a kid i loved having that movie and like if we'd have it for the weekend i'd watch it as many times as i could that weekend just to take advantage of having it because once it was gone it was gone so like those movies like it takes two with the olsen twins i know so freaking well because i watched it 15 times in one weekend just to get my parents money's worth wow (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing I thought up some funny questions to ask you guys. Let's see what you guys answer. Okay, what would you guys do? And you could have separate answers for these. What would you guys do if you won $100 million right now? Right off the bat, I would pay for every single of our family members for the houses to be paid off in ours. I just pay off everybody's houses just so nobody had to worry about that. Mortgage is a bitch. Yeah, I hate doing things. So I would do nothing. Like just the rest of my life, just do nothing. I'm kind of like like you, Renee, in the sense that I'm my motor's always running, and I always feel like I have to have money or security or something, and I just want that rat race to end and that feeling in the pit of my mm-hmm. stomach that I'm not doing enough. And I feel like a hundred mil would do that. I just lay on the couch and watch Below Deck, watch Vanderpump <laughs> Rules. I'm a big reality TV fan, so Vanderpump I, is my favorite. Oh, show. Mine too. It's I'm so disappointed. So Jackson and Brittany are out. And, yep. and uh, Stassi. we were going to have Stassi on our podcast. And, she's and then, then the scandal happened. The right in the midst of her coming on. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about contacting her because her podcast was my podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. what I listened to. She might do it now. I would do it. 
Yeah. I feel like I am working at Sir. Like that. <laughs> it looks seems so fun. We want to do a trip where we go to Sir. How fun oh would that God, be? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, you guys can join. We could do a double date trip. Well, no. Her, your husband wouldn't want to be down for that, would he? Just us. Yeah, he would not. Yeah, he's go. not in the reality show. All right, all right. No way. He can watch the kids. And here's the funny yeah. thing too. Now, now we're way off topic, but she hated reality shows when mm. we met, and then I sucked her into my world. And now I love Vanderpump oh. just as much as the next crazy Vanderpump person. Point is, nothing except for that thing. I would buy a villa in Spain to do nothing in and just watch Vanderpump. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know this about you guys, Vanderpump. Oh my god. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. What do you admire most about each other? You start. Okay, Alex has a very effervescent, is that a word, quality <laughs> where she can just like uh, be, be always loose and smiley. Her natural disposition is to smile. That's a very calming, friendly thing to walk into. Mine is more straight face. So I like, I, I, there's this podcast, uh, what's it called? You Marry Your Deficits. Mm-hmm. The guy, I forget his name who came up with that, but I think that's true in this case. And you're very easygoing. I'm very high stress always buzzing around the house, always thinking of like new schemes to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have the ability to just chill and have fun and enjoy life. And for me, it's hard to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. No, I know that I got to get you to that enjoying life level. Yeah, because I feel like I've gotten you to the point to not <laughs> enjoy life. So it'd be nice to uh, get over to the enjoying side. What I admire most about Shane is his thoughtfulness you are Mm -hmm. so thoughtful you are so conscientious and whereas I find that I can get so lost in my just kind of gliding along gliding along and enjoying the day I forget things and you know taking care of the kids like I'm so frazzled and I can have two things on my plate for the day I have way more than that like I have like 200 things just to show how bad this gets but like I'll just get so overwhelmed and I'll forget things and I won't you know think of ways that I'm you know, kind of throwing him under the bus in that. But he's always making sure that I'm okay. And you're always remembering me in whatever you do. And I really appreciate that. And that's a quality I need to work on. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Not a dry eye in the house. (laughs) What did you guys want to be when you grew up when you were younger? I wanted to be a dentist. I didn't, I don't, maybe it's from that Rudolph movie where the one Herbie, Herbie is a dentist, but I, I love the idea of teeth for some reason. I liked getting my wisdom teeth out. I, something about, like I was awake for it. I just had a little freeze and something about it. I was like, this is cool. However, I learned early on, you need to be uh, very good in school. It's a lot yeah. of schooling. I was not a, a good student. And then I got into the creative field and then I changed my aspirations to be either an NBA player or turns out you need to be very good at basketball though for that. So then I changed what? it to I know. Then I changed it to director. What did you want to be? Alex? I wanted to this is boring. I wanted to be a teacher and I became a teacher. Yeah, her whole family's <laughs> teachers. It's like when they're born, it's like you have to be a teacher when you grow up. No, it's just great because here's the thing. They're all very dedicated teachers and they're all teachers that really put their entire selves into it, right? And they don't just clock out at three. That's true, but you like the lifestyle, right? That's the whole appeal. The summer's off. I like the summer's off, but that's like you put up mm. with 10 months of crazy, crazy hell for that two months off. But that 10 months of crazy, crazy stuff is so, like, it's just so fulfilling to me. And I, I've always seen the fulfillment in that because my family, they're very fulfilled by their job. So, yeah, I get that. And it, it like, it really fills my cup. I wanted to be a makeup artist. Are you good wow. at makeup? 
I, I, to myself. Yeah, I am. Like, I am. Okay. But I wanted to go to the school where they teach you how to do, like, the special effects makeup. And is this why your eyebrows are so perfect every day? Because I've been noticing that. And I'm like, if only my eyebrows were, like, so perfect when I woke up, I would feel so much better going into the day. Why are your eyebrows so good? What I did was this thing called – it's kind of like microblading, but because I'm so fair – and my eyebrows are so light, they do something else that's called ombre powder. So it's kind of like a tattoo, but it's more blended. Like the microblading is sharp lines. Mm -hmm. So this is more like blended. It looks phenomenal. I have no makeup at all on my eyebrows right now. And the girl who does it is in Toronto. She works out of Toronto and Markham. Mm. Pretty in the city, lash and brows. How much we talking here for this? This was like over $750. How long does it last? I did mine almost exactly a year ago, and it's still pretty good. Wow. They are, they're insane. Yeah. Is it weird if a man has uh, brows like done up nice? I'm not into Probably it. I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird. I, I'm not into it at an attraction level. He would have to have a certain look to have like very polished eyebrows mm-hmm. okay. as opposed to like, you know, a more like you and my husband are more like rugged looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then so. how about this, Renee? Take... Anthony Davis with the unibrow or like, I don't know, like an Enrique Iglesias type with the perfect thing. Who would you rather? It's hard though because Anthony Davis is like a a tall like athlete and I'm kind of into that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I married a surgeon. (laughs) But (laughs) no, I'm obsessed with my husband. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would probably go like looks wise if if they weren't who they were and I just saw them like at the mall. I think I would choose Enrique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. Good choice. You know? Yeah, me too. You, oh, me Shane too. too. Well, yeah. he's like the classic hunk. He is pretty hunky yeah. and classic. Mm-hmm. Like he's out of like a movie or something, you know. It's mm-hmm. not fair with him. Mm-hmm. No, but your eyebrows are insane. And I had to throw that in because postpartum with lo- like my first daughter, I was losing like not only hair in my head, but I lost eyelashes and eyebrows oddly. And like my eyebrows are so patchy ever since then. Like do you, do you notice when we go to sleep or wake up, my eyebrows are like kind of patchy. Your pillow is always covered in eyebrow hair. I, I didn't want to say anything. I thought that was a sensitive issue for you. but No, so I need something like that because they look phenomenal. Yes, highly recommend. Okay, last question. What are each of your guilty pleasures? So mine is for sure 100% reality TV. Like I love reality TV. And I think people are always surprised by that. I like watching Outlander. Do you know that show? I feel like I tried to watch it and 30 seconds in, I was like, fuck this shit. It's Alex's porn. That's what it is. It's not like. No, you know what? It's like romantic, it's romantic porn. So it's but like. But she won't watch it with me ever. No, that's not true. You just wouldn't be into it. But it's like. Right. I'm, I'll watch anything. But you have to watch it alone for no, some reason. No, Shane, you wouldn't be into no. it. And it's like mm. their relationship, their love for each other is just like so beautiful and like. Even though they were separated for like 30 years, they She's still... asked me to wear he... kilts. She's like, you should just wear a kilt, Shane. I'm like, oh, Outlander, right. Oh, so now I want to watch it just so I can make fun of you. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys can join. You guys can have a double team that. But what's your guilty pleasure? I guess that I am, I would say reality TV, but I'm not, I don't feel guilty about that. I feel like it's so suited to me and everyone would who knows me knows I like that. So I will say... Maybe Sega Genesis video games. 
I'm very mm. I'm like obs- Sonic the Hedgehog. Not Sonic. I hate Sonic. I love Mario. Mm-hmm. I love Sega though, in the sense of NBA Jam on Sega. That's yeah. my game. I, I will enter Sega Genesis tournaments, and oh. I'll, I'll get very upset if I don't win them. So that so is. So you have like the old console. Yeah. I have a couple of them. In case one breaks up, I have the backup. Oh, There's a game so called fun. Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, it's just, I got her sucked into Toe Jam and Earl. That's a good date night game as well. I don't think normal people would like <laughs> it. But, uh, but, but yeah, that's a little bit weird. I, I get way too into it. I do feel guilty playing it because it does in a way feel like a waste of time. Uh, but yeah, that's it. When we're allowed to socialize with people, and this is like, I'm serious. Can my husband and I come over and we can play <laughs> Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog? Yeah, we'll yes. play Hedgehog. I love yeah. that game. For sure. yes. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And we will introduce you to Toe Jam because okay. you, can't, and you can't go wrong. Yes. yes. Okay. Right. I'm only okay, scared so. of your husband, though. I feel like he's more like... He's so precise. And yeah. He, he, because he doesn't so like good. reality TV, I get nervous. Because what if he wants uh, to talk about sports? And then I'll get lost. Oh yeah. He's a sports person. You know what else we we have like what game we have that I bought when my husband and I were just dating? I bought you know that game called Operation where you like yes. of course. pick out the things. And yeah. so my goal is always to beat him in Operation because nice. can you? No. Yeah. So he has the steadiest hand ever then, eh? Yeah. Is he really good yeah. at ping pong? I'd love to play him in ping pong if so. I've never yeah. seen him play ping pong. We have a shuffleboard table too. So if you guys come down, we can do like a shuffleboard tournament. Yeah, like a, it's oh, like one of those okay. bar shuffleboards. Mm-hmm. It's not like the vacation in mm-hmm. Florida ones. Instead of a dining room table, we have that in the dining room. So we may nice. as well use Real classy place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. And then your toddler is like the same age as Milo pretty much. Yeah, yeah. bring Milo It's over. ideal. Oh my God. Okay. All right. To end, where can people find you? What do you guys have coming up? What are you working on? Um, tell them about your podcast. Whatever you guys want to say. Go. Well, you can find us at on Instagram at This Family Tree. This Family Tree, not The Family Tree. I find a lot of people get that wrong. So at This Family Tree. Uh, thisfamilytree.ca. We put all our podcasts up and on Apple Podcasts. All of our podcasts are up there as well as on Spotify. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, really. But what do we have coming up, Shane? Well, first of all, I'm a Shane Daddy 83 on Instagram. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't have a lot of followers. I, my account isn't impressive at all. But if you could follow me, I would appreciate it. And what do we have coming up? We have our our podcast coming up. We're, yes, we're weekly. always we're always booking guests, great guests like yourself. Your episode mm-hmm. is going to be out by the time this is released. We're going to release it on Monday, which is December 21st, Ooh. I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. Merry oh, Christmas. Yeah, we're, we're, so, we're so excited to release it. But yeah, besides that, our, our show on Crave, which we were very much looking forward to, unfortunately, looks like that might be done due to COVID time. So I would have said Aww. that as a fun lying brag. Mm-hmm. But now we're just looking for other opportunities uh, and yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing.